0: In our Gospel today, Jesus strikes a very reassuring, very comforting tone with his disciples. It was because he needed to. He was also telling them in this conversation that he was going to go back to the Father, going back to God himself. This wasn't the first time that Jesus would tell his disciples that he was going back to the Father, and it would not be his last either. All throughout his public ministry, Jesus has been very upfront with his disciples that his destiny was to go back to the Father. He was not meant to stay with them in the personal form that he was forever. His goal was to go back eventually to God the Father. Let's put ourselves maybe in the disciples' shoes here for a second. This could have been a very traumatic thing. For them to hear from Jesus. After all, this was the one whom they had dedicated their entire lives to following. And to hear that his entire goal was to be away from them in that sense could have been very difficult to hear. It would been very difficult for them to fully understand that they were following someone whose goal was to go back to the Father. But Jesus reassuring words serve a great purpose. Because after this exchange with Jesus, there would be multiple times where their faith in Jesus, the disciples' faith in Jesus, would be tested. Or they would believe that Jesus was, in fact, leaving them orphans. Think of the crucifixion. Those disciples thought Jesus was dead and gone. For three days, at least, they felt as if they were orphans. They could have felt that Jesus had left them, that he had abandoned them. But, even, but again, the resurrection obviously took care of that. But later on, even after the resurrection, the ascension, which we will celebrate next weekend, Jesus left his disciples to go to heaven, to go back to the Father. And at the ascension, the apostles really could have said, okay, now's really the end. It was a better ending than what the crucifixion might have initially led us to believe, but now Jesus is really gone from us. He has gone back to the Father. We are now alone. That is what those disciples could have thought. But instead, we know that Jesus did not leave them alone, did not leave them abandoned. In fact, he gave them two things, really. First, he gave them the Holy Spirit, the advocate who was promised in our gospel today. He would give them that at Pentecost, 10 days after his ascension. And he would also give his apostles. The sacraments. Between the Holy Spirit and the sacraments, our Lord is not necessarily with us physically, but He remains present with us. Every bit as powerful, every bit as mighty. Our Lord remains with us and fulfills the promise of His disciple that He made to His disciples by giving us the Holy Spirit and by giving us the sacraments to not just remain with his disciples, but to remain with his Holy Church always, until the end of time. That is a bond with his presence that will never leave us. That he is always close to us when we need him, especially when we need him most. The same gifts Jesus promised to his apostles today, he promises to us too. Because there are many times in our lives where you and I could have felt despondent or bereft of our leader, bereft of our Savior. The the disciples could have felt this too. And Jesus' words about not leaving them orphans could have at least mitigated their distress over the fact that Jesus was going to go back to the Father. They would hopefully recall his words he speaks in this Gospel today when they felt alone when they felt abandoned or they felt forsaken. And as I said, brothers and sisters, you and I can feel these same things too. These emotions aren't unique to the apostles. Every single one of us has felt alone at times, abandoned or possibly even forsaken, where we might ask ourselves, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? Maybe you might have done that in the last couple of months without public masses without frequently receiving Holy Communion. Lord, where are you? Why have you left us alone, abandoned, or forsaken? This analogy I've kind of been using with people in the confessional recently, but it's almost as if God and us are sitting on a bench, and God seemingly got up and left. Sometimes how it can feel, that he's left us alone and that he's abandoned us, But the words in our gospel today remind us that God has never and will never leave that bench. He always remains close to us. Maybe not in the manner that we might expect, but he is there. We can sometimes confuse the difficult circumstances around that bench with God leaving us. So, for example, like we're sitting next to Jesus on that bench and it starts raining. It gets really stormy and it's uncomfortable, it's miserable, it's raining and howling and windy to the point that you can hardly even see Jesus. Well, that does not mean that God simply gets up and leaves. Again, I think we confuse the circumstances around that bench with God leaving the bench itself. If anything, the only times where we are legitimately separated from God, it's because we have gotten up and left that bench and separated ourselves from God through mortal sin. The evil one, of course, gets thoughts in our head that when times are tough, God has seemingly abandoned us, that he's gotten up and left us alone. Brothers and sisters, we mustn't give in to that despair. Christ is always with us, even when we can't see him through the rain when we're sitting on that bench with him. He promised to remain with us until the end of the age, to not leave us orphaned, to never abandon us. And the promise that Christ gives us today is trustworthy. Brothers and sisters, if we ever find ourselves despondent or ever feel abandoned by God, let us never forget that our Lord will never leave us orphaned, will never abandon us, And never leave us alone, for we have a God who is with us always, through thick and thin, until the end of time.